I'm so sorry. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome to Burnt Toast and Vidaway. Hi, this is Cameron and Mason. Yeah, you still got that freaking... Oh, your, yeah. stomach's, your stomach, your mouth is full. <laughs> my so. stomach is full, too, though. <laughs> my heart's <Grab> full. Because <laughs> we're doing this podcast. How you guys doing? How's everybody? I hope you guys are doing great. Yep. I hope everyone is having a fantastic Thursday. This probably will be uploaded later Thursday. Um, on a real note, we were re- we recorded this podcast already, and I w- personally I just wasn't fond of my energy, my vibes I was giving off because I was having just a really like I was exhausted, and I just wanted on a real note I was just really stressed about what I wanted to say, how I wanted to say it, and I, I in reality I just want to be able to be free, be open on this podcast, and this one's for you guys, man. Like really, I'm just here for a good vibe right now. I yeah. feel a lot better. Like I find like I I'm sorry, I cut you off, but I I find that I I just wanted to be more like content and not like so th- thinking so much of what I wanted to say next, and not to sound boring and stuff. Hey, like I was just so focused on. Man, like, I'm not being funny enough. I'm not being this enough. I'm not being enough, enough. Like, but in reality, like, people will be here if they want to be here. And people will listen. Just sort of so effective that this is our podcast and this is what we want to share. And and that's, I just, yeah, I just want to be real. This is our second time recording this. So this is why it's kind of late on Thursday that we're uploading this. But, yeah, I just want to be honest. It happens. And I feel like it was a good learning curve for us. Mm. And I feel like I feel a lot better talking. I feel a lot like lighter. Yeah, lighter. lighter. Mm-hmm. That's the word. That's the word. And so today, I have some some things written down to talk about. You have some things that we want to say, but I'm gonna let Cam start off with her what she wants to say. Oh, I got a tattoo this week. Um, I got the word "abixiduahan," which means uh, forgiveness in Mi'kmaq. And I got it written in Mason's handwriting. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. And so I have her handwriting on me forever. Um, I feel like the term forgive. Now the word forgiveness goes a long way in life, and I've learned a lot about forgiveness, and I'm ever learning about what forgiveness means to me and to other people. So I find like having the word is just like a daily reminder, and I really appreciate it. To have it written by you because you're like the greatest teacher I had of like forgiveness and that's beautiful. Like I really appreciate you talking about that because like I don't know why I I felt just drawn to say this. I realized a long time like throughout my life, forgiveness is not for somebody else. It's for you. To forgive is to free yourself, not free them. You know, Mm -hmm. because like at the same time we have to think about like how. We could think of forgiveness, and we could think, like, I forgive you, but can you forgive yourself, you know? Like, can, like, I just, like, that's what my teaching is, like, I find forgiveness is freeing yourself of that pain and all the stuff and everything that you want, and you don't have to tell somebody to forgive them. You could just forgive them and not even tell them, like, you know? You mm-hmm. still even be like, screw you, man, but still forgive them for you. But yeah, that's just what I wanted to say. I don't know, I just felt drawn to say it, and then I said it. And uh, this week we got recognized for the first time. <laughs> we didn't know how to react either. It was real funny, super cute. It was awesome. If he's listening right now, we pumped. It was just some random dude, and we were at some place getting boba. Cam doesn't like boba. 
but mm-hmm. <laughs> we're standing there, and she was like, I don't know what to get. And then some dude was like, the juice is pretty good here. And then he looked at both of us. Yeah, we had our mask on and everything, Jim. I said J twice in that sentence. But he was like, don't you guys have a podcast? And I was like, week one, baby. We still got, we got recognized. I was so like, oh, my God. You should have seen my smile under that mask. Oh, my God. I know, man. I was like, <laughs> I wanted to be like, tee no. <laughs> That's not me. What are you talking about? Oh, I look behind me. <laughs> You're talking to me. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so That's so true. Though. I really, like, guys, I really appreciate everyone telling us that they're enjoying us and people just letting us know that they're really like, it feels like they're hanging out with us, which is my favorite part about this is because like, man, this is, that's the vibe we're going for. It's just, we're just chilling. We're just hanging out. We're just vibing. And... One of the people that came up to us and asked us, like, talked about our podcast was our cousin, Nichelle. And she came up and talked about, like, all this stuff. She's like, I was listening to your podcast. And I was like, that's so cool. And she was at work at the time. She works at Morris Bakery. And she produces Nichelle's Sweets, which is pretty cool, not going to lie. And she, like, uh, she does a lot of inclusive, like, kind of, like, like baked goods. So she does a lot of, like, sugar-free stuff. So it's All of hers are sugar-free. I believe I believe, I believe. Really? she said they were all sugar-free. That's so cool. I feel like that's super cool considering, like, you know, like, um, indigenous people. I, I forgot some statistic with diabetes anyways. I know there's a lot of people that struggle with diabetes. And even without diabetes, I know Nichelle makes probably some nisk-ask. <laughs> nisk-ask. We put ass in everything. But awesome treats. So, if you're in Escazoni area, they're located at Morris Bakery. So, you should just check them out, see how you like them. I, I, obviously, I'm going to go and try them out, too. But, you know, like... Just that cute little plug for our cousin, because she just, like, was very, very, like, just open and happy to see us. And I love her. She's a good vibe. I yeah, love I, lo- I love her energy all yeah. the time. She's always... Uh, I love her. And so, today's podcast... So last night when we were just talking about, like, it was just, like, this whole podcast about us ranting about, like, about wanting to say stuff or whatever. And on one of the things was, like, I just really want to have a whole episode of, like, what being Ilnu means to me and, like, my journey within that and, like, where I want to go with it now. Because I feel like it's just such a personal type of, like, cater to you kind of deal. And... I felt like within this, it's kind of like having a, like a, like, this is a big vulnerability. Like, I don't know. I just want to be able to share that because I feel like a lot of people could either resonate with me or a lot of people could be like, damn, I didn't know that. So you want to start off, Ken? Okay, I guess so. <laughs> um, like growing up, I didn't know that I was any different. I really didn't see like the fact that I spoke a different language at home that I like because I just lived in my community. I didn't think that I was any unique. I thought though I didn't know that there was even like different communities. I didn't know that Sydney people weren't Ilnu. Like I my the concept of being Ilnu never crossed crossed my mind until I remember one time like I, I finally made a non-native friend and she asked me to sleep over her house and I was like are you serious? Like, I can't do that. I live an hour away from home. And then, like, it dawned on to me that, like, these people are, like, not within my group, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's weird to say because we're all the same group. But, like, I remember, like, thinking about that. And then, like, as I got older, I found that, like, being Ilnu meant so much more to me than I ever knew. Like, it's my identity and it doesn't, it it defines who I am. But, 
it's like a lineage of people that come before me and it's such an honor to be Ilnu in my eyes like I remember I was in a group of was it was it I'm sorry I was in a group of people within a group I was talking to a group of people and um I remember um I I always brought up stories about like my family and stuff because like I'm fortunate enough to have those uh, that knowledge and I remember I was like being being Ilnu for me is the fact that my story is the story of many. So I, that's how I like determine being Ilnu. Because there's like various things. It's my language. It's a, my culture. Not my, my language. My culture. My practices. Like my morals. My values. Um, and even then like. It's. It's being. Um, I remember. It's being aware of things that I, I, I wouldn't have known if I wasn't. Ilnu, and I'm not trying to disvalue. I don't know what it means not to be Ilnu, but I think like being Ilnu is like a connection to the land in, in a way you don't know. I remember going on my internship and figuring that out, and knowing like meeting all these different Ilnus from South America and talking to them and asking them all these questions about the land, because I knew that's one place I knew that like they would tell me, and so I did, and so I think that's what I feel like Ilnu is being Ilnu to me. <laughs> I love that. That was really good. Like, I feel like it took a lot of deep reflection and a lot of deep like things that you just wouldn't have seen otherwise. Like you said, um, and it's funny. I feel like our our types of like the way we perceive our own identity is a lot different. I mean, it's kind of the same. Like, I really resonate with a lot of what you have to say, and it's cool because, like, like I said, we're two different people, right? We have two different memories of things. And so, like, my first, like, real memory of, like, realizing that I was different was when I, like, learned about, like, residential school. Mm. And it was, like, on APTN. (laughs) APTN was playing. And I remember it was, like, talking about residential school. And I was, like, a little kid. And I was just watching it. And I was just, like, super shook because I... There were, like, kids that looked like me. And... I remember just being a little kid and being like, what the heck, what the, like, I didn't understand. And then the older I got, the more I seen, like, the shift and the divide of, like, of a lot of things that I never realized before. Because, like, you know, when you're a kid, you're kind of blissfully ignorant to a lot of stuff, but sometimes you're not. And the older I got, the more I realized, like, how different I was from, like, the people that were around me. Because we did have extracurriculars in Sydney, so we'd go into town and all the stuff, so we weren't so, like, in the res all the time. But we had a lot of things that, like, switched us. And, like, it got to a point where I realized, like, people looked at me differently when I walked into a store. Like, people kept their eye on me. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's what it means to be owner, but that's when I first started to have, like, this different vision of the world and who I was. And how, like, you know... The world perceived you. Yeah, exactly. And so... I've always loved being Ilno. I've always just been proud... And I feel like that stems a lot from just, like, all of these people in my life instilling those values and those morals. Like, my grandparents on both sides. And, like, um, like my parents. Like, all these people in my life, which I'm very, 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 very fortunate of. But then I realized, like, it got to a point, remember? I remember being a little kid and my friend was like, I wish I was white. And I remember being like, what? I was super confused. Like, I'm like, you wish you were white? 
and I was like super like bro but we're ilmu I'm like right like right right like right proud of who I am like what do you mean like it broke my heart to see my friend like that and, and a lot has changed since then and like I've had like a lot of good conversations with that one friend like you know it, like everything changed and I feel like it was like your intro I was like it's the colonizers getting to you bro like we we're just talking about it like colonizers get to internalize like colonialism and so um I find like so, okay shift that's when I realized like I was ill no and then like what being ill no means to me I might even repeat the same things as you but this is just what it mean, means for me I feel like it means that like my view of the world and my view of myself and everything that comes with it is based off of being ilno my lens my lens and like my life and everything that i've been through is like catered to me being ilno and i'm like i feel like there's this whole thing of just like a different type of spirituality a different type of understanding because i believe i'm like i'm ilno and it makes me really proud because I feel like I wouldn't be able to see this the world the way I do if I wasn't. I'm not saying people can't understand, but yeah, you can't understand if you're not illness. If you know, you know, you know? <laughs> it's like in that sense, uh Yeah, like, and like you said, like deep relationship to the land. Like I felt always felt so connected to water. I always remember feeling like, <laughs> I remember I told my dad, I was like, I hate science. And he was like, <gasps> Moho, you're ill no. It's in your blood. You love science. And I was like, I still hate science. <laughs> he was he would say the same thing about math to work. Yeah, everything. <laughs> you're you're ill no. You love it. And I'm like, okay, thanks, Dad. Whatever. <laughs> but like, yeah, and even just like <laughs> I remember granddad looking at me and he was like he looked at me and he was like that was the last thing he said to us, wasn't yeah. it? He always said that to me growing up, too. Really? Yeah, he always said that growing up to me, too. So it was basically saying, if you're able to speak Mi'kmaq, and if you're able to speak English, like, you're very, very smart. And I remember being like, oh, my God, like, whatever. I personally, I wish I was a lot more fluent. Yeah, man. And I'm still on that strive towards wanting to become more fluent in my language because I'm fortunate to have those tools and all that things. I even feel like, I don't know, being Ilnu is so embedded and is so important to me as a, just a young woman that it gives me this kind of like sense of, like you said, a, a story of many. Yeah. It gives you these people, these ancestors, this pride, this knowing of like... These people that survive culture genocide. Oh my god, that's so deep. That's so true, though. It, it, right? It, it gives you this pride knowing that you're the one who survived and you're the one who's going to keep going for them. And even then, it's like, some in some ways, it's like a responsibility. Like oh, I, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I have this responsibility not to even go with, like, the education system that's stressed upon us, but even then to just... Be a, be proud of being ill and finding ways that the creator wants me to do, you know, like follow the path that I feel like I need to follow. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's like for real though. Like it's a responsibility. Like I feel like for me, it might mine chose to be like sobriety and like different ways of like um I don't know, like 
being there for children, speaking, speaking Mi'kmaq, like all these different like tools, like I feel like I have to, I ha- that are ingrained into my life, you know? It's like a, yeah, like what you said, responsibility. I feel like it's a responsibility I put on myself because like, you know, when I think about like the generational shift of everything and like my grandparents, like all this stuff, I always like, I was like, always got tripped out and be like, when you were born, you were a ward of the government, and that breaks my heart that you weren't considered a citizen. That's so heartbreaking. And that was so recent. That's, like, you know what I'm saying? That's just your grandparents. Like, even in, like, Giju went to residential school, like, all these, like, different things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, when you think about it, I feel like when you, for, for us, I feel like we're so fortunate to have, like, people, like, our family members in our life to be more, like, able to share and stuff. So I find, like, like when, I, when time came to learn I felt like I learned a lot like for me I remember like so my my grandmother she passed away um last year say Giju Giju my Giju my Giju I gotta she she never she never calls her her grandmother and like I only tell this podcast (laughs) and so like my Giju man I always like made sure I was like aware like I I always asked her about her grandparents and I wanted, I wanted to just know all these things just to carry carry them and to be able to tell my grandkids, like, it's these, like, things I always thought about while she was still with me. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm trying my best for her and I'm trying to, like, do what I can. And it's, like, I live on for you. I live on for people before you. I live on through you. Like, all these different things, like, and I don't know. I... I just think like that's my mentality and even then it's our like your mentality my mentality it doesn't need to be yours but we're here to share it doesn't need to be ours that's why I stopped saying ours I just went yours mine's and that's just how it is sometimes they correlate sometimes they don't but yeah like I, I felt that a lot of unpacking a lot of rediscovering a lot of things that you just didn't realize that were like uh effects of colonialism even colonialism today you know and even just like going down this type of rabbit hole is not feeling ill enough oh my god not feeling ill enough to be able to just like you can't speak for everyone that's the thing this podcast right now we're speaking for ourselves because we only know ourselves. It's not like you could, like, oh, listen to our podcast. We'll learn about illness, blah, blah, this blah, This is blah, the blah. truth. This is the only way. Like, no, there's, like, it's subjective. Everyone's story is so different. Mm-hmm. So different on how they view the world and how they see and view the res and how all this stuff. Everyone's, everyone has a different story. So it's hard to be able to, like, um, be like, am I doing this right? Am I, like, am I representing well? Cause you want to represent your people. Well, that's I, I, I want to represent my people well, at least. And so it was this whole thing of like, am I ill enough? Am I ill enough to be able to share or like, just be on this platform or you know go further enough? Because I feel like there was this whole thing of like, like that that was like colonialism. Mm-hmm. Even then, like being like, um, I I saw the difference between I I, I listened to a TikTok about being like. Uh, light skin and white passing and I remember thinking like because like for me when I went to my internship I remember like seeing a lot of people and like like seeing a lot of people like there was like people around the world and then like I remember they looked at me and they were like 
I wouldn't think you were an indigenous person of Canada. You don't look like an indigenous person of Canada to me. And I remember I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I look at me. Like, mm-hmm. look at, like, I just kept, like, correlating with my identity with how I looked mm-hmm. and how I looked to other people. And I was like, I, I had to put myself in check. I was like, I'm proud of my hair. It's my it's my Eva's hair. I'm proud of my eyes. They're my Giju's eyes. I'm proud of the way I am, the way I look, because of the people before me. And I shouldn't discredit that because I'm not what people like thought of when they thought the of it. The stereotype. The yeah. stereotype. Am I like? Uh, like I said, like I said, am I in, am I Ilno enough? Like, so we're using the term Ilno right now as like native. Like, like indigenous, I, we don't say Mi'kmaq so much. I I yeah. rather call myself Ilnu, yeah, because Ilnu is who I am. Mi'kmaq is what I speak. That's the like uh, knowledge that was passed on to me. So oh really? That's cool. Mm-hmm. But really, like this whole stereotype of like the stereotype typical Ilnu, like am I am I resi enough? Am I speaking resi enough? Am I you know, like all this stuff? And do I look native? And then like this whole like you said, what light skin or white passing? Like I've never really was white passing i get followed around shoppers i know my place i know and that's what i had kept trying to say when i was up in like guyana i was just like i go through hardships like back at home in canada don't think i get i don't get treated good don't look at me in a swamp that because right when you're in a on an internship like especially because we went both are indigenous and we went on an um at places that had like uh different like very cultural, cultural. Yeah. and um I remember I was like, I'm not, I'm not white, I'm not white, don't say that. And I was like, well, like, if you're not, if you're not, like, of their, like, ethnicity or anything, like... You're white. You're white. Yeah, that's how I felt too. Or even then, when you come from privilege, you're white. You know, like, what is white? But all this shit, but like, yeah. I remember that's something I learned. I was like, I'm proud of how I look, because it's, I'm carrying the traits of my, my, the people that loved me and raised me, and Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't change that. yeah, keep yeah. Going. No, it's okay. And even just like shifting that whole thing of like, am I ill enough? It's kind of like decolonizing in a sense because of like in the fact in like the res- residential schools they wanted to make us feel like we're dirty, we, were, we shouldn't be proud to be native, all this stuff. And so like if we feel like we're not enough, like it's so like this whole thing because we it's not our fault, babes. If <laughs> it's not our fault. It's not our fault. Like this whole thing, like. If you don't feel like you're resi enough, indigenous enough, all this stuff, like Ilnu enough, have your connection to your community enough, it's not your fault, babe. Just work as hard as you can to get it back. <laughs> you know, it's not your fault, you know? I just love how you're just like, babe, babe, you're going to be okay. <laughs> That's what came to my mind, but really, yeah. I feel like I struggle with that a lot. I struggle with, like, freak, bah. I don't speak Mi'kmaq enough, I don't do this enough, I'm, I don't, like, I don't, like, I'm not ceremony enough, I'm like, what am I, though? You know? Like, there isn't a guidebook how to be Ilno, you know what I'm saying? Like, there isn't something that to teach you, like, this is how you're supposed to be, and this is how, it's, how you're supposed to act, and this is how you present yourself, and all this stuff, so it's like this whole thing of having to navigate your own journey, and your own identity as an Ilno person. And like I said, like, like I said from the start, it's all catered to you and it's all catered to your experiences and what you had to go through. And unfortunately, like, it comes with a lot of, like, hardship and a lot of realization and a lot of, like, healing. Because I feel like if I, I had to heal a lot to realize who I am and all the versions of who I was and who I used to be. Because, like, I, like I said, I've always, always was proud to be Ilno. 
But it wasn't until this point where I was capable of finding what being ill means to me. And it means everything. Because I want to be capable of... I think about my future children a lot. I think about my grandchildren a lot. And I think about their grandchildren and all the people after them. And I just think about, like, the lineage and the healing I have to do to be able to... I've I seen that on Facebook, actually. I'm not trying to, like, tag it as my own, but... It's just this whole thing of, like, a deeper sense of who I am as an Ilnu is being able to give that to my... My listeners. I'm just kidding. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm a humble, humble girl. Being able to give it to anyone who's there, able to listen. Yeah, I... anyone able to like feel my story or kind of just like come to me for advice i'm not saying i have everything figured out by all means i'm 21 years old but i feel like right now it's so in this like climate of our days like it used to be illegal to be ill no you know it used to be like there's literally bounties on our heads we were never allowed to be able to have this pride as we do now as ill people and that's liberating and it's also daunting and scary because you like you know we never had this freedom and it's not even all freedom too you know we still have racism we still have people kind of judging us and having these preconceptions of who we are and it's not like it's not like us against them it's us against us against ourselves or us against us uh these like new like i don't know it's like us against this new world exactly yeah a world we never knew before you know like we only know like at one point in our history you weren't allowed in a reserve unless you had permission by an indian agent like and that's so weird to think about and now we're like free and we're flourishing and we're doing a lot for our community and i feel like like there's more to come mm -hmm. there's so much more to come like i hope my my like children all this stuff like they're capable of having that freedom because like i said my grandparents were like considered wards of the government not even canadian citizens i'm not canadian though <laughs> by all means i live in canada i reside i don't even reside in canada i reside on migomagi baby you know For and real. like it took me a long time to realize that mm -hmm. because i was also like my internal colonialism kind of like popped out of it like when we sing old canada <laughs> and who uh and you would do it too for a check. I was an employee, and I was about to get the employee of the month. That was me. That was me singing Canada, Oh Canada at um MTA. Oh my god! For real though, like what's it called? Um, I remember we were asked for Canada One Fifty to single Canada and Mi'kmaq, and um, I felt so like mm, I don't know. At first, I was like, "Cool, an opportunity, I'm down." And then I just felt so tokenized. Like, make sure you wear your regalia, though. <laughs> and I'm like, my regalia is sacred, though. That's like the term for like kind of like traditional wear. My traditional dress. I'm really proud to wear that too. I want to become a dancer. She could dance if she wants to. <laughs> but like, I I like I like the idea of like. I feel like for me, there's like these different types of like responsibilities I carry, like learning my language. Like for me, there's one thing I said I don't want. I don't want 
to have children with some fluent speaker and that's just my like personal experience like because like my mom's a fluent speaker and you know like my kiju was a fluent speaker but my grandparents are fluent speakers my dad is and so like it's like i want to be able to be so confident in my language where i'm able to just tell a story that's a dream of mine just being able to tell a story fully in mi'kmaq because i remember going to a conference at my kiju once and one of her co-workers just set, set this whole criminal minds episode in mi'kmaq like described everything and i was like oh my god that's super cool like i want to get on that like mm-hmm. it's like it was so like in this new world in this new age it's really important to like be mindful of our like mother tongue to, ca- to carry that for us anyway when you're talking like that i could just hear you speak mi'kmaq then <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, and even then, I remember going to a language conference and like um, one of the people present, one of the present, one of the presenters, they were like, uh, "Speaking English isn't a part of your DNA," <gasps> and I, I must say, because I believe it, you know, like it, it's hard for some people to comprehend like speaking English or even then being able to like, uh, uh what's the word like, just to be able to speak fluently, like you know, like. It's so different, you know. We come from like a community of like a like a, a big fluent speaker um, population, but then even then, those who aren't fluent speakers have like a different type of English. Like even then, and that's like a challenge in itself. I know, but you. I feel like it's so. Um, when it comes down, I feel like we'll have a lot more conversations about language too. When my mom. Mm-hmm. Is a guest one day. I don't know when she's gonna be a guest, but little, little teaser, little <laughs> teaser. Hey, what's up? Little cherry, you know. Yeah, but my hope is to be capable. Of, I mean, that's like a worry. Like, I remember even before Gigi passed away, I would be like, I was like going to bed at night and being like very scared about like just the elders, our elders, and how knowledge is power, and like that knowledge is so sacred, right? Sacred that knowledge, you know. And, like, it's a different type of worry when, like, we're all people that have our own experiences. Like, I've had a different experience than you have. And, like, to be able to bridge those how many years I wasn't even born with those people that have that knowledge and that experience is so important. And I feel like there's so many elders that are willing to share, but it's our responsibility to go to them. And I feel like even talking about it right now, like I feel like that's what my spirit needs. I just need to speak to my elders. I just need to find myself again. Because, like, although, like, I feel like everyone's path is not linear. We all have our different journeys of how we go about things. And I hope and pray that, like, everyone has their own, like, way of, like, healing. Like, and... I don't know, I got it. I feel like everything we're talking about right now is just so, like, like. I've never really had to think about this before. As much as I am right now, like, having a real conversation about it. Like, dissecting it, like, yeah. piece by piece for us. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. But, like, on, on the other hand, oh my god, my voice. <laughs> you sound so cool and raspy, though. I don't know, I used to have such a raspy voice when I was a kid. It was super cute. I hope my future kids have my raspy voice. <laughs> Sounded like I was a smoker. I was just talking like, a ghost near me, mom. A ghost near me. Okay. Um, 
I think like I I I'm, I'm grateful we're talking the way we are and stuff. Like we're able to like comprehend all this stuff. But like I'm just trying to think about like a time where I was like for me and you, I never wanted to speak Mi'kmaq. And even then, I'm able to talk about that when I'm with, like, mom and stuff. But, like, there was a point where you were so, like, like you spoke so much Mi'kmaq, and I just didn't want to. Like, and that's so weird, because we were, like, twins and stuff, and we were always speaking it kind of the same. But it was me who was, like, super, like, well, I'm so I was always so vain. I think you like TV too much. I know. I loved TV too much as a kid and stuff, but I, I don't know. It was weird. I just didn't like the shame and stuff like that. Like, if I wasn't able to speak Mi'kmaq, I wasn't, like, my worth and stuff. But, like, now at this point, it's like, I want to speak Mi'kmaq for me nobody else. For my children, for the children after my children. Like, all this stuff, like, it's it's important to me. Because it was important. It's like decolonization, legit. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard thing to be able to hold on to and being able to, like... I don't personally forgive myself. Like I want to be able to forgive myself for not being able to like hold on to the link. I mean, I know I speak Mi'kmaq. I'm very, very fortunate to be able to know how to speak Mi'kmaq. I know how. I just don't. And I, that really upsets me. And I feel like right now, even talking about it, like, it makes me want to, too. Imagine like a whole Mi'kmaq podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Like, and I, even then, like, I try to speak Mi'kmaq with my friends. Oh, I think, I think I want to leave this for a podcast to itself. Like, I feel like I'm letting oh, no. all... Oh, yeah, we're just starting talking about language, because I feel like that's a lot with identity, too. Yeah. I was on the Mi'kmaq Summer Games pageant, and was, um, you know, I got second runner-up. And the question I got on stage was, uh, what's language to culture? And I remember it was a sentence my mom, we had this big discussion. She was helping me and stuff. It's not cheating. I got the prize. It's second runner-up. <laughs> and I remember... Don't take it back. <laughs> ah, don't, don't, don't take my prize. And I remember uh, one of the things, like, I, I learned was, like, language is embedded in culture. And that's all I'm going to leave it at. That's all we're going to share, okay? And we're going on the next chapter of something else. Next chapter. The next chapter. Next. Next call. What is happening? What's the next? Shot the- caller. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Next caller. I'm sorry. We have a paper of stuff. <laughs> hey, let's just put some ASMR. Where's the, where's the toast at? I gargle this stuff, bro. See, it's not crispy enough as the other one because the other one doesn't have butter. I feel like... <laughs> <Mm-mm>. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was like, you know what would be a funny story to tell the podcast? <laughs> It's about burnt toast and bit away. Um, she told me that it was a power out at my Giju's. And my uncle and my Giju really wanted toast and tea. And it was power, like I said, it was power out, right? So they, had, they got the propane stove going, all the stuff. And they're even making like toast on like the... The burner toast. The burner toast. And um, whatever, they ate it. And you couldn't they, see it yeah, much. Yeah, I couldn't see it. was on dark time, right? So they're eating it. And as they're eating it, it's like... um, It looks burnt. 
Yeah, it was it was it was black, so they're just eating it. We're like, whatever, it's toast. And the next day, they go to check the toast, and it's all moldy. <laughs> it's all moldy. Like I was like, man, I was like, ain't like, ain't like antibiotics like mold, right? Right? Oh my god, am I passing off wrong information? I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, but like. <laughs> That's really funny. Right? That's really good. I, I dyed my hair. I, I want to bring that up because I, I felt like it was already teal, and then I dyed it pink and purple, and then I dyed it, like, kind of, like, pinkish, purp- darkish purple. I was purple for a minute, longer than I was teal, and then now I'm, like, cobalt blue. Would you say cobalt blue? Yeah. <laughs> no, is it? Yes or no? I don't know what cobalt blue is. Oh, my God. It's, like, kind of, like like a bright blue <sighs> am I tripping out or is that moving the mic moving it's raining outside if you guys could hear it's Sunday morning rain is falling like I want to talk like I want like like I want to dance man I really just want to go somewhere and just dance like I love to dance I dance pretty funky, and, like, I love to sing, like, that's, like, one of the best. Me too, it's so healing. I just love singing. Even if I'm sucking, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, like, when I'm, like, talking, I'm like, why are you talking? Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, you got some toast. What's it called? Um, I like sing-talking all the time. It's probably one of my favorite things. Like, if I'm really comfortable or if I, like, just vibe, I'll be like, what are you doing? How are you doing that? Like, it's ugly, guys. Like, it's not for real. And I was, with, I was like, with a little kid, and I was like, what are you, I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, why are you sing-tucking? Like, he copied how I was saying it, and I was like, okay, I just did a handshake, but for real, I love sing-tucking. That's my journey as a Mi'kmaq woman, my Ilma woman. I just love to be, like, in the moment. I love to just be a free spirit and just be like, whatever, man. I always love to dance. There'd be, like, school, there'd be, like, community dances, and I'd be there by myself going hard to, like, different dances. You won, though. Sometimes. Sometimes I felt like I was a main character of the movie, man. I'd be like, like, walking. I'd be walking and dancing, expecting the judges to be looking at me. I'd be, like, walking. And then I wouldn't win, and you won, and I was Yes. I, like, I think it's because I felt the music. You like, did. You like, like you're with every beat. You didn't even know. <laughs> I know. I think it's because one time we did like a dance competition, and uh, they were like, "You weren't really. You were just doing cartwheels. You weren't really dancing with the music." From then on, I would be like feeling every song to my core. Like whenever I like knew, you know. Because I thought just giving her just doing a cartwheel was like there, there you go man but like now I'm just like every time I hear a song and I feel it I'm like boom 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 like legit I'll be like Jersey Shore fighting the beat you know fighting the beat yeah man <laughs> remember you want a case of Pepsi oh my god I want a couple like I was I w- jealous I want a case of Pepsi <laughs> Pepsi I was a Pepsi babe and then like <laughs> And then, like, I remember, uh, what's it called? 
it was my god sister's birthday and i was like going hard we were, it was at the um i was it was at the hall j you won then too i won like 10 oh, bucks and oh. I, everyone was doing like backflips i was just feeling the beat i was just feeling the beat <laughs> You also wonder why I went at Winter Carnival. I know, and this was like three years ago. <laughs> Not even like two. <laughs> two last years. year. It wasn't it last, was last year. No, it was when you were on pageant. Really? It's Did you win last year too? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was going to say, look at this girl. <gasps> Did I win last year? I think year? you won last year. I think I won last year. <laughs> <laughs> but so like she, she's a dancer. You could you could call me a professional dancer. I, I'm humble. <laughs> I don't know. You just perform. You have this certain look on your face, and you're just sending it, and it, the face sells it. Really? I got a bubble in my throat, but the face. Damn, you're like giving giving it to the peeps, bro. I'm it's like beautiful. giving her, man. I'm like whatever, man. I'm like, cause of legit. How did our conversation go so deep, and then we start talking about like all this? I I like it though. Like I I, I think it's because we were talking about singing, and I just said I want to dance, cause I just want to dance, man. I don't even know what we're talking about. I respect it though. Are we gonna be listening to this after? I think we should like yeah, a little yeah. bit, just a little bit, like parts that look like they need a little bit. I respect that. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Like also, to the people that kept going all the way, I'm gonna announce something. Oh, that's really loud. We're doing a giveaway. Oh my god! Yeah. Instagram. So all the Instagram peeps, what we're hoping is somebody to share the post, like on their story. Comment their friend, follow our Instagram, and like the post. Okay, I said that in the wrong order. So, follow us, like our post, comment your friend, and then share it on your story. I think an extra... Uh, extra vote if you share it on your story. Extra. And you will win two custom tie-dye shirts. There'll be two winners. Two winners, yeah. So, one... What? Yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah. One winner and another winner. And the, the prize is that you'll get a custom tie-dye shirt made by your truly... <laughs> Yes. Did you say you're truly? <laughs> I meant you're truly. Oh my god! At and, least you tried. And a twenty-five dollar um Tim's card. Yeah, each of y'all. So twenty-five and twenty-five, more twelve fifty and twelve fifty, twenty-five and twenty-five. And so yeah, we'll post on our Instagram. But if you've stayed here long enough, you're real, Ben. You're super <laughs> real. And like, yeah, I'll just I'll make the post after this podcast is uploaded. But I'm really grateful for you guys showing up. And the support, like, I keep bringing up the support just to, even then, like, like, me and Mace, we're just so big on, like, we're making this for us, but we're also making it for, like, a better experience for you guys, but still, like, just having, like, just to feel valid makes me feel so, like, oh my god, my heart's so warm, like, even then all of our friends and I know, and they're all sharing it on their social media, it's like, really about Boxy Piwalali, oh man, like, thank you guys so much about sharing our podcast, and, like, kind of, like, listening just being able to listen even if it's two minutes even if it's just one minute into our podcast the fact that you opened up and clicked our podcast but thank you so much like i really appreciate it and i if you guys ever have something like you guys want us to talk about or if you ever want something like any advice like we're always here to talk we're always here to share we're your like we're like your cousins your aunties your sisters like your friends like we're we're those like we want to make that role for y'all if you want us to be, you know, like, we're just really hoping that we create, like, a better, like, community and 
within this like podcast and just know that we're just really grateful for every one of you guys thus far like thank you really really not thank you like yeah. <laughs> i'm really grateful for how this podcast went because i feel a lot better than i did yesterday and I'm, I'm excited to continue working on this podcast and to be able to do that you know mm-hmm. so is this a see you later okay that was the chair that was the chair that was the chair okay one two three see you later mm <laughs>